You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. We're on the fifth week of our Forward series now, and I, I came across this very uh, interesting article online. Since you dito mahilig kayo mag-travel, okay? You like taking pictures. Okay. Taking pictures na lang. Okay. Mahilig ka mag-Instagram. Okay. Mag-story. Okay. Gusto mo talagang pupunta sa mga iba-ibang scenery. Meron bang ganun? If money was not an issue, you would travel and go to places. Meron ba? Sinong gusto yung ganun? Alright? You know, a lot of us, right? And this article uh, about, this article was about uh, walls na of uh, world significance. So, okay. May political significance. And ito yung mga famous walls na meron sa buong mundo. And I don't want to go through all of the 13, but let me just highlight yung tatlo na ako personally in- interested in ako. If I had a chance, I would go and visit as well. The first wall is, of course, the Great Wall of China. Sino sa inyo dito nakapunta na kayo sa Great Wall of China? You know, really good. I have, I have some friends who've been there. I haven't uh, been there personally. But um, just to give you a picture of how big it is, it's, uh, its height is 25 feet tall. And uh, yung kapal niya, yung thickness niya is 30 feet. And its distance runs about 21,000 kilometers. Okay, so hindi siya parang yung intramuros na wall natin na pwede yung tumakbo-takbo lang. 21,000. Para siyang marathon times 1,000. Okay, yung distance niya. So parang mega marathon. So interesting, I want to go there. I wanna, you know, uh, kung given a chance, I, w- I would like to see it as well. And the next wall uh, I want to uh, feature, I want to highlight is the wall, the Berlin Wall. Okay, it was uh, in history um, because of uh, political and uh, economic um, reasons na tinayo nila yan to divide the East and the West uh, Germany. Okay, so ang height naman niya, medyo maliit lang siya, 3.6 meters high. And 154 kilometers. So ngayon, medyo ang galing na nung ano niya. Para ka lang nasa Fort Bonifacio, may mga graffiti art na siya. No? Pero maganda pa rin pumun- makapunta dito sa mismo sa Germany. And the third one, uh, last but not the least, uh, sobrang interested of uh, really checking it out. It's also the Jerusalem Wall. Okay, itong Jerusalem Wall, 708 kilometers long, but medyo doble lang siya ng Berlin Wall, 8 meters high. And this is actually a uh, Israel security barrier. Okay, alam naman natin it's uh, uh, there's a there's a heat, there's a political um, conflict with the uh, Palestinian Israel. And, and so ito yung pinaka security barrier nila and you know some of the young people you know, they just uh, painted it and uh, made use of it. Now, what am I why am I talking about walls? The the walls, okay, no, no matter how cute or fancy or artsy they they look like no matter how great and wonderful, isa lang yung uh, simple reason why walls are set up. Okay, it's to put others out and to secure what's within. Okay, marami yung uh, political reasons. They want to protect their people. Okay, hindi sila niwala sa leadership ng other uh, part of the, the, the place or the, the location. But basically, okay, it's place to secure okay, the people within. Or to, to put others, yung mga outsiders, out of their, uh, their um, place. And I believe, um, that's why I'm talking about walls, is because we, when it comes to our walk with God, okay, marirealize po natin that, that there are actually walls na maaring tayo yung nagbuilt or walls of expectations and biases and prejudice that were set up 
keeping us away from the, the place where God wants us to go. Okay, we're getting this. There is a, a wall that separates us, His people, from where we are now to where we are supposed to be. And we cannot go to that place where God is calling us. And there, there, uh, we cannot go to, you know, and fulfill what God is calling us because there's a wall. There's a hindrance. Something is stopping us. And sometimes, uh, you know, my question is, masyado na ba tayong naging comfortable that we made peace already with the wall? Pinipainting na natin siya and, you know, it's good and it's comfortable. We don't actually need to cross it. But if we really know that God called us to go beyond, you know, we must challenge those walls so that we would continue to have progress in our faith. My question is this. Are there walls that are keeping you from what God has called you to do? How's your walk with God? Are there walls that might be kayo uh, yung naglagay or maybe your family background or our culture that has kept you and is now, right now keeping you from progress and where, you know, going where God wants you to go? What are those walls? And have you made peace with those walls? Have you become so comfortable where you are that you don't challenge those walls already? You know, uh, the call to follow Jesus also means that we don't just follow Him and fellowship with believers. The call to become His disciples also include the call to preach the gospel. Okay, the call to fish for the lost. We are called to preach the gospel. Everybody turn to your uh, person and you are called. You are called to preach the good news, the gospel. And it's not just I, I need to clarify that, you know, as one of your pastors, we need to make this clear because most of us, if not all, think that the preaching of the gospel is a job that the pastor and the missionaries are only responsible for. But on the onset, let me tell you that all of us as disciples are called to preach the gospel. Again, our calling is not just to follow Jesus in fellowship with believers, but we are called to fish for the lost. Again, it's not just the pastor and the missionary's job, but to preach the good news, the message of the gospel, you know, it's our job as followers of Christ. And we are to preach this to all people, groups, to our friends, families, relatives, classmates, workmates, even as a way of life. All people, as a way of life, this must be part of our lives. No matter what your job is, no matter what your skill sets are, all of us, as His followers, Christ expects us to preach the gospel. And we're going to talk about, you know, um, since na sabi po natin that this series forward is about Peter, who, uh, you know, grew in his walk with God, and we're gleaning from his life and his um, discipleship journey and what we could learn from him. And Peter, you know, by this time, he's already preaching the gospel. He's already uh, learned and encountered the resurrected Christ, but he met in his journey, he came to that point where he was stuck. He was hindered and he was comfortable already. That God needed to break through that wall okay, of cultural bias just for Jesus to bring him to the place where he's supposed to go, to be. I'm going to talk about Cornelius' household. You know, when, he, when the whole household heard about the gospel, and you can see that in Acts 10 verses 1 to 48. Now we're not gonna go there verse by verse, but let me uh, just call us, you know, to continue on 
Peter's journey and the lessons we could learn from his life as a disciple of Christ. So again, Jesus had to break through that wall through a supernatural encounter so he could move forward and preach beyond his comfort zone. God wants him to move forward in his journey of following Jesus. That's why he made even the supernatural thing to happen so that you know, he would be able to accomplish that. In Acts 10 chapter 1, we, we find here okay, that Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius. A centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort. You know, when you talk about uh, centurions, ito yung mga Roman soldiers, right? These were the guys who uh, dominated Israel during their time. They, uh, you know, they charged taxes and they oppressed the, the people and they even killed Jesus, right? They killed Jesus and they hang him on the cross. Now, this is interesting because. These are the type of people, you know, as a Jew, ito yung mga least na ina-expect mong makilala si God. But Lord, why? Why are you doing an initiative, you know, to just reveal yourself? And God has a point to show. He has a purpose why this person in his household was about to get saved. And I believe uh, God is giving us the, the truth here that no one is actually beyond the reach of God's grace. Whether you're an Israelite, whether you're a Gentile, whether you're a Chinese or a Filipino, okay, maybe you're from La Salle or from Ateneo, you maybe you're from UP or from others, you know, you feel like uh, you're from the Metro Manila or you're from the province, God is no respecter of person because His love transcends all culture and all people groups. And He wants us as His people you know, to continue to spread that and you know, to do that without any hint of bias and uh, prejudice. So no one's beyond the reach of God's grace. In verse 2, it says here that a devout man, who, that he was, this Cornelius was a devout man who feared God with all his household. And he gave alms generously to the people and continually prayed to God. This centurion, this soldier, was a good soldier. He was God-fearing. He was a true spiritual leader. He was a moralistic man. And he was able to lead not just his workmates, but even his family, his whole household, to, to the, the fear of the Lord. Okay, yet we can see here in this, in this narrative that this man, good as he was, he still wasn't saved. And he needed to hear the gospel so that he could truly be saved because it's not about our good works or no, no matter how devoted we are, how good we are, okay, and even how good we are as a leader, spiritually or morally, it's not about the works that we do. Until we hear about Jesus and what, who He is and what He has done for us, we cannot be saved. And so in verse 3, the Bible tells us that about the ninth hour of the day, Cornelius saw clearly in a vision and, and an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius, this was God, you know, making efforts, doing the initiative to connect to him. And God knew him by name. And in verse four, verses 4 to 6, And so Cornelius stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God, and now send men to Joppa and bring one. Simon, who's called Peter, he is lodging with another Simon, the tanner, whose house is by the sea. 
So interestingly, we can see here that God is sovereign in His grace and He's the one who initiates to have a relationship with us. Alam mo yun, pag ikaw mismo yung kinakausap ni God, you'll sense that. And yet, the interesting thing here is that God didn't use the angel to preach the gospel Cornelius. Kailangan na lang angel para ma-lead siya, ma-bridge, ta, ma-bridge siya sa tao na gagamitin ni God para i-preach yung gospel sa kanya. And most of us, you know, we, we feel like, ah, I, I, I'm just, I just feel like I'm a, a Sunday Christian. I'm called to, uh, you know, a weekend gathering. And I'm comfortable with that. And let the pastors do it. Let the missionaries do that. The campus uh, ministers, you know, let them do the engaging and the, the reaching out of the lost. Oh, I'm comfortable here. But, you know, God would jolt you out of that. And I believe and I pray that you would realize that really God is calling us out of uh, that comfort zone in thinking because God uses people to advance His kingdom. Okay, He's not going to use any more angels because the Bible clearly tells us in the past, God used the prophets in uh, various ways and various means to get His word through. But they, these final days, He uses Jesus and His people you know, for us to encounter the gospel, the message about Jesus. And so, I will just narrate what happened because Cornelius had this encounter with an angel whom God sent and instructed him to go find for this man called Peter. And I want you to listen to what he's about to say. And so, ang ginawa ni Cornelius, he, he got two of his servants and one soldier to go to the city where uh, Peter was to look for him so that they could bring him so that the whole household would, uh, would be able to hear about what God has told him to let them know. And so in Acts verses, uh, chapter 10, verse 7 to 8, okay, we, we see here, when the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called, yeah, so that's what happened. And, and so they were on their way to the city where Paul was and, you know, uh, where, where Peter was. And this was Peter and this was Cornelius. And Peter had been separated by this wall, okay, that I believe most of us also are, are being separated by, by, by this kind of wall, okay, keeping us away from being able to touch other people's lives. And that wall might be... Uh, you know, a fear, a sense of fear. I don't know what to say. Maybe that's uh, the wall, a wall of uh, intimidation. Artista siya, di ba? Langit siya, lupa ako, di ba? Parang kakaiba siya, mayaman siya ako, dukha lang ako, di ba? May, may intimidation tayo, marami siyang alam, baka hindi niya ako pakinggan. Di ba? I, I, I remember uh, one uh, of our victory group leaders when she was starting her victory group. Sobrang insecure niya daw before. Sabi niya, Lord, single lang ako. Why are you calling me to reach out to the, the, the married uh, ladies? May mga anak sila ako, wala akong anak. But then she realized that's not about her. But it's about the message that was about, you know, that, that she was about to deliver. And she saw that when she stepped out in faith, these ladies that the Lord brought to her life, she was able to lead them and uh, help them in their progress with God. So, intimidation ba yan? Oh, ito ba yung fear of failure? Before you tried preaching, you tried reaching out, pero nag-fail ka. And so, ayaw mo nang mag-try ulit. Maybe that's a wall of preference. Gusto mo lang, 
Yung sa campus mo. Okay? You're not willing to go outside the campus. Gusto mo lang sa city mo. Gusto mo lang sa nation mo. Ayaw mong lumabas. Maybe it's a, a, a wall of preference. No, but for Peter, it was a wall of prejudice. They already judge as a Jewish people that the Gentiles are far from God and it's really impossible for them you know, to, to, to reach out to them. Yes, he heard about Acts 1.8 when God told them, diba? but you will receive power and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria. But they don't know yet what to the ends of the earth really means. But here, okay, exciting to, because he's about to hear and he's about to realize Ano ba ibig to the ends of the earth na yan? And so, one time, okay, during the time na parating na yung tatlong guys that um, Cornelius sent, si Peter also had a dream, a vision. Okay, nung 12 o'clock lunchtime, medyo gutom na siya. Okay, he was uh, on the roof deck. Yun daw yung siguro time niya uh, you know, to spend with the Lord, quiet time, if you may call that. Okay, it was a time of his prayer and because gutom na siya, and habang iniintay pa niya yung nagluluto for, for his lunch and for his uh, meal, he had this, uh, he fell into this trance. He saw a vision of God, okay, bringing down animals, unclean animals, which uh, God forbid for the Israelites to eat in the Old Testament. And so nung niyaya siya, sabi ni, sabi ni God sa kanya, rice, Peter, kill, and eat. And this was his reply, but... You know, Peter said, by no means, Lord, I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Lord, that's, those food are dirty. Oh, I can't eat that. And, but God told him, what God has made clean, do not call common. What I'm declaring clean, what I'm offering to you, do not reject. This happened three times and the thing was taken up to heaven at once. And so while Peter was inwardly perplexed, he was thinking about the vision Okay, he had uh, seen, he was thinking about what the, the meaning of those were. Behold, the men were already downstairs in his house. Okay, kumakatok na. Okay? And these men already found his place and asked him. Okay, he, he called. So, nagtanong sila, tao po, okay, dito ba nakatira si Peter? Okay, is Peter living here? Okay, are you Simon? Okay, okay, we're looking for this guy. Okay, and while he was, um, you know, still there in his quiet time, spending time with the Lord, and while he was pondering on the vision, the Spirit spoke to him and told him, Behold, the men are already here. Rise up and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. So, hindi pala to pagkain, but God was about to offer him people whom he thinks as unclean, and he's gonna... Tell them, you know, to be prepared to share the gospel with them. And so, he accompanied them. He made them his guest. Okay, and the following day, they went back to the place na pinagalingan nila where the centurion was, where Cornelius and his household was. And when he entered the place, okay, Cornelius bowed down and worshipped him. He thought that, you know, ito na pala yun, worshipping ko na siya. But pinatayo niya, sabi, no, 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 I'm only a man. Okay, tayo ka dyan. Don't do that. So Peter lifted him up saying, Stand to for I am a man. And as he talked to him, he went around and found many persons gathered. 
O sino sa inyo dito, may kilala kayong tao na talagang gatherer, mahilig mag-party, maraming tao talaga na, uh, you know, pag may, may, may special event, I believe si Jason, ano? <laughs> And one of, some of our leaders here, di ba may mga taong ganun na talaga, oh, tara, hangout lang tayo, kain tayo. Oh, may, may, may sale dito sa restaurant na to, 40 off, meron, tara, mahilig. You know, I believe Cornelius is something like that. He's a gatherer. And all his household and workmates are already there. Nagulat si Peter, oh, anong meron? May gathering ba dito? Yes, and actually, uh, we're waiting for you. And we're ready to hear what God has commanded you to tell us. And so, sabi niya, tagalugin ko na lang, sabi niya, alam niyo naman, ano, how unlawful it is for a Jew, okay, to associate or visit anyone of another nation. But since God has shown to me, I should not call any person common or clean, here I am. I went with you without hesitation. And so, when I was uh, sent for, Okay? Again, I, I went without objection. And Cornelius confirmed the same vision that he had. And so, they came to this point na, okay, so si God pala to, nagpagtagpo sa atin, nagconnect sa atin. So, ready na kami. What are you about to say? So, sabi dito in verse 33, Now, therefore, we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been, all that you have been commanded by the Lord. Okay? Are we going to be ready like Peter? When the opportunity comes, okay, na wala doon si Pastor Ryan, di ba? Pastor Ryan, umiiyak na. Open na to. Asan ka ba when I needed you the most? Oh, Pastor Ryan, oh, preach mo na, di ba? Hindi ganun. We don't have that. But God is calling us to be ready and to, to be the ones to preach it and to share the gospel. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality. You know, I, I just want to say that since God called us as His followers to preach the gospel to all people, you know, we need to be ready. I want to give three exhortations how to preach the gospel even as a lifestyle. First, okay, I don't know if you've noticed here in this verse that Peter opened his mouth. Okay, there's a saying, there's this uh, uh, quotation, sabi niya, wherever you go, preach the gospel, and if it's necessary, use words. But if you look at the Bible, sino dito makikita mo? Words are necessary. Okay, we cannot leave it to the people to decipher into, uh, parang, ay, lahat umiinom, siya, nag-bear brand. Ha, ba magiging Christian na rin ako? Di ba? Parang, hindi nila may isip until you speak about the story of Jesus in your life. Di ba? You have to be ready to share about your story. So the first thing, whenever we preach, is this. You have to preach without partiality. Huwag mong i-prejudge na hindi tatanggap yan. Huwag mong i-prejudge na hindi ready yan. If God impresses in your heart, you know, share your story, and you'll see if He's ready or she's ready, and then share the gospel story, you'll see. You know, one of the missionaries who trained us on how to reach out to the Muslim um, people tell, told us na the secret on how to know if a person is open or not yet for the gospel. Gusto mo malaman kung ano yung secret na yun? How will you know if a person is ready and open to receive the gospel? You know how to know that? Here's the secret. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. And we'll, and we'll see kung nag-respond or hindi. Nag-respond, open. Pag hindi nag-respond, ah, hindi pa open. Pag pipray ko pa to. Di ba? 
So there's na, di mo makikita, you can't judge na. Di pa to ready, so Lord, wag na lang. Friends na lang muna kami, play basketball, drink. Siguro makita naman yan, di ba? Kakaiba yung buhay ko, di ba? Pag nagkakayayaan sila ng porn, ako, nagsisiar ako kunwari, di ba? Lumalayo ako sa kanila. Pag may mga pinapanood silang movies, umaalis ako. Siguro naman makita nila na Christian ako, no? But no. Opportunity comes, and the Lord impressed you to share your story, you have to be ready. And you have to preach without partiality, just share it. I, I, I knew of uh, this, this uh, musician who, uh, during the Discipleship uh, 2017 conference, he felt like because the whole team stayed in Microtel near uh, Mo, Mo Arena. And so he just felt like going down, spend the quiet time in the morning by the sea, okay, by the bay. So he walked outside, and lo and behold, there was a guy na teary-eyed, Parang pulube na parang weird. Because lumapit sa kanya and sabi sa kanya, Christian ka, ba? Gulat siya. Tinignan niya yung damit niya. Wala naman akong victory shirt. Wala naman akong Jesus loves you. Paano nalaman? And so he could have, you know, uh, become ano, partial with this guy and say, hindi, hindi. Bakit siya yung Christian? Paano mo nalaman? Weird, weird. Baka magnanakaw to. Di ba? Alas ako dito. But he did it. He was ready. He was, he was sensing, Lord, what's, what's happening here? What's going on in here? And the guy suddenly opened up his life. He said, feeling ko lang lumapit sa'yo and I sense that you're a Christian. You know what? Here's what's happening in my life. Taxi driver ako, nawala akong trabaho. Kakaaway ko lang actually. Kakaaway lang namin mag-asawa. And yung mga anak ko galit na galit na sa akin. In English ko na lang, no? I'm, I'm at the bottom of my life right now. So, sira na yung buhay niya. Wala na siya mapangawakan. And he shared that once when he was driving, meron siyang pasahero na nagtry sa kanyang mag-engage at mag-share ng gospel, but since hindi pa siya ready, tinurn down niya lang. At interestingly, he said, you know, that guy attends Victory Fort. I don't know his name, but... So si, 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 Charles, si Charles, yung guy na musician, nagtataka na siya, bakit? Paano nalaman taga Victory ako? Here's the picture. And the man's name is actually Peter. Okay? Kung saan yung series natin is all about. But he said, he was crying. He said, can you just share to me the gospel once again? I want to hear that and I want you to pray for me. Okay? In English ko na lang, ano? But he said, Sige, pray tayo. Charles was ready and he preached the gospel and he led him to the Lord. And this guy, you know, they've, they've been calling and texting each other. Hindi niya lang iniwan doon. Okay? He, he now attends uh, um, Victory Fort. Okay? And he's, he's checking on this guy, see Charles, because he wants to make sure he progresses and not just makes a decision, but becomes a, a disciple of Christ. You know, another story was uh, uh, our, late, our latest, our most recent Victory Weekend. Meron ho ditong um, workers who, who uh, same, uh, shared the same office. And alam niya, itong, itong friend niya na to, there's just too much complexity. There's just uh, many relationships and even uh, marami siyang complications and uh, pinagdadaanan. But the, the great thing about this woman is she never looked at the difficulties that this woman was, uh, yung tinatawag ni Lord na ipreachan siya, but she focused on God and the opportunity. She invited him to do one-to-one with her. And, you know, amazingly, ito kasing workmate niya na to, atheist. Doesn't believe in the Bible, but because of the, the passion and the eagerness that uh, this woman had, you know, she praises God and even shared her testimony during the Victory Weekend two weeks ago. Can we give God praise for that? Sometimes we just need to step out in faith and see what happens because it's not about us. 
the gospel has the power on its own. So sabi dito, no, as he, as he continues to speak, so si God pala, wala siyang partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears Him and does what is right is acceptable to Him. As for the word He sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, He is Lord of all. You know, first, we are to, we are to preach without partiality. Second, we are to preach with authority. And the authority comes not from who we are and how good we are. The authority comes from the message of the gospel. Because Jesus is Lord of all, He has commissioned us to go and to preach with all confidence, with all certainty. Diba talagang sure ka sa sinabi mo, hindi yung nagpipreach ka. Alam mo, grabe. Ano daw eh, magandang balita daw to eh. I think, okay siya. Oh, si share ko lang sa iyo ha pag naghiwalay kayo wag mo ako sisihin ha but this is the good news good news daw to walang hindi mag-work yon but because you know and you know that you experience that and it has brought change in your life when you share it you share it with conviction you share it with authority one of those uh, young people in our in our campus ministry just got uh, water baptized and you know professed her faith publicly and she's now one of our leaders and they had this uh, um, leader summit, the leaders camp. So after the victory weekend, itong leader summit camp nila, she was so filled and she was uh, filled by the spirit and she was so driven to share the gospel to her mom. And so she just, you know, invited her mama, pwede bang may share lang ako sa'yo? And amazingly, okay, itong si Camille, okay, when, he, when she shared and did one-to-one with her mom, the mom responded. And she was so happy that, you know, Lord, grabe, ready na pala yung mama ko. And they were able to bring her even here to church. You know, peace happens when Jesus is truly Lord of all. If Jesus is not Lord, there's chaos, there's uncertainty. But if Jesus is Lord of your life, and that's the good, the good news, when we share Jesus, not just as Savior, but as Lord, you know, we can preach peace, the, the message, the gospel of peace to others. Last but not the least is... Peter continued speaking, no? and we are witnesses of all Jesus did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death, hang him on the tree, but God raised him on the third day. Everybody say, raised him. He was resurrected, okay? And he made to appear, not to all people, but to us who have been chosen by God as his witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. You know, we are not just to preach without partiality. We are not just to preach with authority. The confidence that comes from God, we are to preach the gospel completely. Many preachers out there, they would say that Jesus, okay, is love. God is love. Yes, but, you know, the good news is not good if the bad news is not that bad. Therefore, we are to preach the complete gospel. We are to preach the reality of sin, the deadness to the things of God, to the people that we're talking to, and then we preach the mercy of God in Christ Jesus. That we have a victory group leader who have uh, been preaching to our correctional uh, in the city, the, the the prison for the women, and we had the opportunity of uh, you know just going there last Monday and doing a Mother's Day event for them, and we're so excited because these. Uh, these people are so hungry for the word and they are so ready to receive. And grabe lang yung ano nila na nabibisita sila. And actually, Pastor Ryan, I am praying, no, maybe we could, you know, do more, more than just visiting them from time to time. Maybe we could, you know, really 
do purple book with them and help them in their foundations and do those who are ready you know, publicly declare their faith in Christ. Again, we are to preach the gospel completely because the gospel is uh, like a coin with the message of judgment, yet the message of mercy and grace. God is not just love, but He is a God of justice. Someone has to pay. Someone has to suffer. The good news is, He did that all for us. There is a message of forgiveness. He's not just the judge, but He's even the one who made the way for us. He commanded us to preach to the people, to testify that He is one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. But He's not just judge, because to Him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of sins through His name. Jesus is Lord of all, not just of the Philippines, not just of Israel, not just of your campus, not just of your family. And because He is Lord of all, the gospel is for all. This is the ultimate right of every person to hear the gospel at least once. Okay, we talk about human rights. This is the ultimate human right. And if we are not going out there you know, finding opportunities to share this, we are depriving the lost world of their ultimate human right. We are to go there and to preach and to share the story of how God loved us and did great, you know, changes in our lives and how they could experience it as well. My question is, what's in your hand? What is in your hand? Are you someone who cooks so well? You know, there's this woman who started an outreach group in uh, Metro East. Tawag niya sa group niya, the Sinigang Outreach. Okay, so magluluto sila with all the women uh, leaders she had. Magpapakain sila ng Sinigang. And eventually, syempre, kumakain kayo, nagkakwentuhan, doon na nila ina-engage. And eventually, they started sharing the gospel. And people are walking in their journey with God because of that woman who used what is in her hand. There's another, um, you know, group of people actually from my victory group. You know, these guys play basketball so well. And so they do a basketball clinic in uh, certain barangays. But they don't just teach them and show them, you know, how to handle the ball. But, you know, at, at the end of that, they preach the gospel. You know, this is the good news. My question is, what is in your hand? What could you possibly use so that you would be able to engage these people and earn their ears so that they would be able to hear the gospel? The thing is, we can you know, just do it and we can force you to do it. But I want to go back to the very heart of why we can do this. Of why Jesus expects us to do this. How do we do this from the heart? I believe we are to be compelled. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12, it says here, remember. First thing we need, we need to do, if you're a believer, you have to remember that you're a recipient. That, that before, at one time, you were separated from Christ. Ikaw yung may wall. Ikaw yung nasa labas. Alienated ka from everything that He has in store for you. You have no hope. You have, you have no God. Okay, but because of His grace, now in Christ, you are, who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. He Himself is our peace who had made us both one and He has broken down in His flesh the dividing wall that separates us from God because of what He has done. And therefore, through Him we both have access. There's no more Jews, there's no more Greek. All of us, through Him, have access in one spirit to the Father. I want us to go back 
you're a believer, remember the gospel that you received and the change it brought you. And maybe you've, you know, lost the fire. You have to repent and go back to the goodness of this gospel and allow its power to fan the flame, that heart and passion for the lost. Can we all stand up right now and I want to pray for all of us. I want, I want to give you like a minute just to pray. And to repent if anything that the Lord is telling you. If you're a Christian here and you've lost the fire of uh, having compassion for the lost. You know, just a few seconds, I want you to pray. And ask God, God, bring back the fire. God, the gospel fire. God, you've called us to be light to the nations. A light to where we are. God, let it burn once again. Let it, God, just consume our hearts. Because you're compassionate for the lost. And your heart beats for the lost. Allow it to, to beat. Allow me to bless all of us. God, we thank you that, Lord, we can be compelled by your love to go out in the lost world and find opportunities, not just to wait for opportunities, but to find opportunities to be ready. Lord God, when the time comes, when people are asking us about the hope that we have, Lord, cause us to speak with authority. Cause us not to judge them, Lord God, but cause us, Lord God, with your fullness, Lord, to faithfully share your story, God, in all its completeness, in all its greatness, Lord, we thank you. Lord God, use us as your mouthpiece. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcasts.